0: And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with your booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy.
1: This is Entitled Town.
2: It is the July edition of Entitled Town. Once a month, we're on the state worker schedule, everybody. Um, Hello, friends. My name is Mike Irons. I am here with uh, uh, Dan at Patriots Daily and uh, Scartelli, the purveyor, he tried to say in English, of the Sports Drunk Jar. Gentlemen, camp has opened and the national takes and the local takes regarding uh, Mac Jones are pretty much unanimous and and, and, and in full throat. I want to play to you some audio from the Rotillo podcast with uh, not Ron Borges with Mike Sando regarding his quarterback tiers of, uh, NFL quarterbacks. Uh, this is Mike Sando again on the Spotify, uh, Ryan Russillo podcast.
0: I think we, I think we've talked about those guys so much. Give me a little bit of the response on Mac Jones of the younger guys being 18. And again, I'm talking about like the next, unproven younger guys, not the young guys that are studs at the top. Uh, But it felt like real concern now post McDaniels. Yeah, I think people see him as kind of a finished product early, and that's why he was so good uh, to come in as a rookie. He was ready; it wasn't too big for him, I don't think. You know, he he seemed like he was a pro quarterback, but no one's anticipating that. Wow, he's got these skills that are going to take him high into tier two. This is kind of what he is, and now you have the coaching situation where Josh McDaniel's leaves, and
2: they're they've got all these guys in positions who are not offensive have not been offensive coaches. All right, so he's. He's a finished product, according to Mike Sando, Dan. And he's bringing in coaches that are not offensive coaches. You know, I'm just spitballing here. Might it be a good thing for Mac to have the perspective of, of someone like Matt Patricia, who's coached on the defensive side of the ball in, my, in a game plan against a quarterback like him? Or am I crazy? Am I a honk or a bobo?
0: No, no. He's hit his ceiling. This is it. This is as far as it goes. Um. <laughs> whether they were defensive coaches, whether they're offensive coaches, you look at the New England system, they're always moving around. The guys start in one area and come back and start coaching on the other side of the ball. None of that matters. They, to be a defensive coach, you have, have to have an understanding of, of the offensive side. To be an offensive coach, you have to be an, have an understanding of the defensive side. And they've been around the same system. It's, it's only beneficial to Mac that Patricia and Judge have been around in this and have mm-hmm. been
2: head coaches themselves. It's a good point. Mike on route one has made point uh, on a, a couple of occasions regarding that the all the coaches in the Belichick system, in the Belichick womb, as it were, have to do what's called padding, and they have to diagram every play down to the inch with the splits with the linemen, so on and so forth. Scartelli, before I throw it to you, um, let's juxtapose what Sando, and Sando's quite frankly is kind of echoing the consensus of the national media that a first-year starter somehow can improve. God forbid. This is uh, Bill Belichick in his own words.
3: Max done a great job. Uh, he's he's worked extremely hard. Uh, he's got a tremendous work ethic and uh, in all areas. Um, you know, I think there's a dramatic improvement. Um, his, you know his physical uh, work and conditioning, um, working on his mechanics, working on his footwork, working on His understanding of our offense, of opponent defenses, of situations, um, all those things. Um, We've talked about all those things in varying degrees, some more emphasis than others, and the emphasis on maybe some other things will come later on. Can't do it all at once, but yeah, he's worked hard. He's made tremendous strides, and we did a great job last year, but he's starting from a much, much higher point this year than than where he started last year. So. All
2: right, setting aside that he didn't praise Tom Brady as the, as the greatest quarterback of all time and that uh, Bill is saying better things about Mac in year two than he did in Brady in the, for his previous 20. Um, pretty outlandish to, to think that a second-year player with, his, with a full year under his belt in the system might improve Scartese.
4: I was just on uh, tenterhooks there, expecting Bill to say that uh, Mac can make all the throws and just completely uh, demolish any hope we could have of him being able to do anything. <laughs> What's because, his arm know, that talent like? Arm talent, for goodness' sake! Just hearing that, you know, gets makes my skin <laughs> crawl. Whoever came up with that, you know, right to Guantanamo, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> arm talent, get the hell out of here. The, I'm, I'm like, I'm like most uh, young and old. Patriot fans. I'm excited for Max Jones. So this, I'm, he's got, uh, he's got, uh, he's, I got everything he needs around him to succeed in his
2: second year in the league.
4: People seem to think that he went, you know, three and 13 his first year. I don't know where this (laughs) is coming
2: from. That's true. I do like that the mediates today, including a Mark Daniels of the artist that used to be formerly known as the Boston Herald, have Devonte Parker as, as the Scartelli Memorial WR1. He, has, yeah, he had one day in camp. They're ready to get, fit him for a red jacket. Dan, What uh, going into year two with Mac, I, I don't feel like there's any questions. They have their guy, and it's just a matter of how good he's going to be at this point. I don't think there's another player, including the first pick in the draft last year, Trevor Lawrence, that I, that I would swap him
0: for. No, absolutely. And you have to include that. The contract situation is part of that. They have the if not the cheapest, they have one of the cheapest quarterback contract situations, uh, like cap situations in the NFL. And that allows a lot of competitive advantage in being able to fill out the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. But besides that, he's, he's, he's checked all the boxes. He's shown he can lead. He's shown, shown he has some, uh, arm t- talent, if not arm, uh, I, mean, did did I take you, the pencil out of your the exact ears. exact same always... expression. That... <laughs>
2: Take a lap, Dan. Take a lap. I what so Mike Sando does his his yearly column, uh the quarterback tiers that I just referenced with the audio that I just played. And he has Mac Jones ensconced in the third tier of quarterbacks out of five. The, the fifth tier is just backup. So ostensibly, he has them, he has them in the third tier out of four. Let me give you the, the tier one. Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> okay. Uh Patrick Mahomes, Brady, uh Josh Allen, who has leg talent also. So give the division to the Bills for the next 15 years. Um, Justin Herbert, 15 and fifteen and 17 light time. And Joe Barr, who went to last year's Super Bowl. Obviously, those guys are all good players. Let me give you tier two. Matthew Stafford, okay. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Dak, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, and Matt Ryan. Dan, here's tier three. As he scrolls down. In order of tier three, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, soon to be reemployed somewhere else, Ryan Tannehill, child please, then Mac Jones, then Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, child please, then Trevor Lawrence and Jameis Winston. All right, I would submit that I would trade three tier three quarterbacks. I would trade. Uh, I would trade Russell Wilson. Uh, certainly Deshaun Watson for for this coming year let's let's, let's Watson's a, a good quarterback as a human being that's a different subject um, I would would you trade Russell Wilson Derek Carr and Kyler Murray who are tier two quarterbacks for Mac Jones Trevor Lawrence in one of Jalen Hurts or Jameis Winston because I think I would
0: I would too I mean there's there's so many different factors that are fitting into that you're talking about matt ryan you start to look at all the how much tread is left um you look at the promise of somebody like like lawrence you know you're trying to factor all these things in but yeah i don't i don't know where i don't know how official these rankings truly are (laughs)
2: well they're they're fifth they're from 50 nfl executives who clearly have no axe axe to grind or you know to promote their own agenda scartelli uh, I was going. You stole my thunder, Dan Scartelli. I too do not know how official any of these lists are, but they seem to be capricious and completely arbitrary, much like the items in the sports junk drawer.
4: Well, that would be a if they had that sort of uh, you know that sort of set up. That would make sense because we we love caprice, we love arbitrariness <laughs> in, the, in the sports junk drawer. But when it comes to a list that's made up by like you say, folks that have you know axes to grind against. Uh, Against a particular organization or two or three, mm-hmm. you're going to have uh, you're you're going to have curious head scratching things like stuffing uh, Mac into Tier Three, like he's on the uh couch with Jugdish and whoever an Animal
2: House. Toga, <laughs> oh, Toga. Oh, so just to finish it out, Tier Four has Justin Fields, Tua Tagovailoa, Davis Mills, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Daniel Jones. So, sorry, Dave. Mariota, Sam Darnold. If they're a tier 22, Sam Darnold should be there. Sorry, John. Uh, Mitch, Tr- Mitch Trushitsky and Drew Luck. Um, how much, you, how much of this dreaded?
0: do you think uh, is, is just fantasy driven? Because those, those tiers sound an awful lot like the same tiers you'd, you'd find as you're doing fantasy football.
2: I, 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 I can't disagree with you. It, NFL executives, there are more and more teams that are using those style of rankings with a Z. And it does, and you know, I mean, Russell Wilson, uh, that tier two stuff really, I mean, Matt Stafford had a great year last year, but the, the whole thing with him being held down by kind of the organization in Detroit and being freed by this the sorcerer that is uh, Sean McVay. Um, by the way, Peter Schrager, you can tell uh, when Sean McVay is uh, talking, McVeigh's lips move. Uh, I'm not recycling <laughs> that joke again. Uh, by the way, tier five is, is Geno Smith. And as I mentioned, I can't believe that uh, Sam Donald isn't in a tier lower than the, than the crust of the earth. Um, another big media topic over the past few weeks, gentlemen, and it just emphasizes to me what a useless profession sports media is, is the titles with the coordinators. I mean, I, I would swear to God that this is how this classic scene from the United States version of The Office is how most of these sports writers thinks that coordinators are named.
0: So effective immediately, I am promoting you from assistant to the regional manager to assistant regional manager. Michael, I I, don't know. I know, I know. know.
2: That was Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick seven years ago when Patricia was given the title of defensive coordinator. Now he's on the other side of the ball, Dan. Um, uh, Your thoughts on the, the... coordinator title
0: hubbub i'm I'm in the the family guy peter griffin you know who the hell cares (laughs) camp um they've done this multiple times in the past even times when they've gone to the super bowl um They've, you know, I, McDaniel's had to wait. O'Brien had to wait. Then, then they came in. It doesn't really matter. So, You know, somebody's going to be calling the plays. Does it really matter? That's if, not
4: uh, true. The middle linebacker and their quarterback are just going to get a dial tone
2: over their uh,
4: headset <laughs> because there's not a coordinator. Do so you think they're <laughs> doing chaos? They're, like,
2: they're doing rock paper scissors to get some calls the plays on the next series. Is that's what happening? Maybe slapsies. <laughs> they have a slap fight. As usual, nobody sums it up worse than uh, Don Knotts of the Boston Sports Journal. I'm sorry, being told that's actually Greg Bedard. Greg Bedard, <clears throat> um, HR nightmare Greg Bedard, that is, went on the uh, the Michael Felger fellating hour on NBC, AIDS, Boston, and chimed in on his thoughts with the Patriots coaching staff uh, titles brouhaha.
1: Coach, okay, you know, which would make sense since they have both. But what happened was, since Brian Flores left and Steve Belichick was the outside linebackers coach, they haven't done well at outside linebacker. They haven't developed anybody. They spent Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, Ronnie Perkins, Matthew Judon they bring in for big money, great for half the season, completely fades. What, are they trying to absolve Steve? of responsibility for that position I mean he's a, he's a smart guy he's been around he's coached why did they have to take that away from so him? so you think taking away the outside linebacker title because that was his spot and that position's underperformed is kind of protecting him shielding I do him? and I think that's <laughs> generally the case for the lack of titles and to me when I look at it everybody says well Bill Belichick always has a reason he does everything and normally it's some sort of brilliance that we don't see coming well what if in this case it's actually Bill looks at it and he says he doesn't think this is going to go well and if it doesn't go well on offense if it doesn't go well on defense you know when we get those nationally televised games or what have you and they're looking for someone to put on camera. There's no one to put on camera like we you going to put Matt Patricia is it going to be Joe Judge is it going to be Steve Belichick. Gerard? No it's going to be Bill Belichick. I think he realizes this is more likely to go poorly. And he's getting ready to take all the blame.
2: I'd like to give a shout out to the production staff at NBC AIDS Boston for the plot development porn music in the background to really accentuate what Greg Bedard's saying there. Uh, almost the coach, uh, Scartelli, uh, full of shit as usual, huh?
4: I, I like that he's good. It's, it's, it's so clever that he's going to take all the heat for this. <laughs> he doesn't want any of his coaching staff to have to do that.
2: Wow, he is just diabolical. It's almost that's like slow, showing leadership and accountability is a bad... It, there's the A word, accountability, me. Exactly. And
4: part of this is just um, just the fact that by uh, not naming someone a coordinator like Patricia, that uh, Detroit still has to uh, pay... Or, or Detroit, is it? Yes. Still has Craft, to pay. Craft cheap, caller. Craft is cheap. They still have to pay, you know, finish paying out his contract. That's just. That's just, you know, that's just good financial management you know having the uh having the
2: green eye shade on and that's that's from a man greg bedard who i've been sources have told me steal splenda from the gillette press box dan have you is that the first time you've actually seen a straw man made out of splendor wrappers
0: sure yeah, um man I, I'm, I'm trying to think of what those production meetings go look like um uh, prior to them going on the air. is it they they meet with bedard and say you know greg so what shit can you pull out of your ass today? And he's like, "Well, I've got this shit to pull out. Here, here, here you go. Here's, I, I, this has got everything. I've, I've, I can put down, put down uh, Belichick's son. I can uh, speculate on ulterior motives. What's, what's, how's Christian Bedard doing?
2: This time last year it was the the Christian Bedard stuff. There's the skeletons. There's dark things happening, Christian uh, Christian Bedard." Am I getting his name right? Christ, I don't think I'm getting old. Here. It is Christian Barmore. Oh, Jesus, I'm calling him Bedard. I'm almost a moron here. No, I'm not a complete moron. The whole Christian Barmore stuff from last oh, year. Barmore. Hey, Shaq, edit that out. Christian Barmore and Greg Bedard. Um, anyway, the whole coordinator thing, I find it laughable. It really is. It's, uh, as Newman said, if you if you peel off the label, it almost you can't tell the difference between store brand and uh, name brand. Um, Judge I just like the
4: idea that uh, Steve Belichick is like some, you know, unemployable cousin that you uh have uh, the, you know that the M- that you send to work for the MBTA if you're a uh, local <laughs> politician,
2: or you send them to work at the dealership in finance. It's it's one of those exactly. two decisions. One yeah. of
4: those things. It used to be that you could you know have them collect tolls on the turnpike, but they took those out. So what Maybe, maybe Scar- that's
2: like maybe that's like the coordinators. They got rid of them. Honk if you honk if you remember the hackerama Scartelli. Oh, the hack-o-rama, indeed. Uh, sh- uh, not a shout out to Harry Carr. Uh, <laughs> a, a consistent theme on this podcast over the since Dan's been added on is that the value of the rookie contracts, and the opposite of that is the Arizona Cardinals investing two hundred plus million dollars into Kyler Murray and ma- needing him to play concentration while doing so and checking in. Uh, Dan, putting aside the the lun- oh, no, don't put aside the lunacy of the Murray contract. I can't think. The Cardinals low-key, despite having had some periodic success over the last 15 years or so, the Cardinals low-key are just a, a horrendously run franchise who, who have run into some decent luck. They they stepped on their dicks with trading up for Josh Rosen, cut bait on him, and then drafted Murray, who has started fast and finished really slowly the last couple of years. And uh, If you listen to the Michael Lombardi podcast, uh, some guys around the league aren't too high in him. I can't imagine a an NFL franchise that's well-run a keeping Murray, although it's hard to lose that asset for nothing. But, uh, what were your thoughts of the, the Murray contract and the, you got to pay, you got to actually study clause four hours a week.
0: You know, it's, 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 the same thing we talked about a year ago with that. Uh, our, we talked about franchise quarterbacks and, and the theory of what, what do you do when they, they get to a certain point in their, in their rookie deal and a certain point of, of, um, how proficient they are on the field you have that tough decision to make and the question is is your guy enough of the guy to tie your fortunes to for the next however many years because as soon as you do that that starts the clock uh, on right. how much of a window you have to win um, when we a year ago when we were talking about this we were talking about Mayfield and Cleveland and, and uh, Josh Allen and Buffalo mm-hmm. and we said Mayfield wasn't good enough to give that mega deal but Allen was so Cleveland smartly agreed on Mayfield, but then dumbly gave up the farm to pursue Deshaun Watson, uh, who they gave a fully guaranteed contract, right? Yeah, unbelievable. And and, and then given that Matt uh, Allen's a MVP, MVP candidate, Buffalo had no choice but to ex- extend him. Right. But again, that started the clock on how much of a window they had to compete. So while his cap hit Allen, this is, is 60 million this year, it balloons up to like 40 million next year.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Bills fans are going to be d- dumbfounded as soon as uh, their team doesn't compete in the offseason next year and even starts to lose some of their guys. Um, the, the Chiefs have just experienced the same thing where uh, now that they're a year or two into uh, Mahomes' new contract, they had to let go of Hill and they like, had to let go of uh, uh, Anthony Hitchens. I mean, they made a great yep, trade. Yep with the Hill trade and get it. And that's the only way that you can, that you can um, bankroll the contract. Like Mahomes is to get all those draft picks.
2: And they took a Bella chicken approach to replacing Hill. They signed up some lower price guys. They brought in Josh Gordon, Juju Smith Schuster who's a who's been a productive player for Pittsburgh in the past and some other stuff. I mean, that's, I mean, the Chiefs could be another discussion for another time. I mean, Travis Elsey's going to be 34 years old this year. They're kind of working over their skill positions. Hill's gone. McCall Hardman's going to be coming up wanting a new contract soon. Uh, and they're trying to mix and match with older players. Schuster's, you know, a veteran. Josh Gordon's probably on his last legs. Um, Scott, tell you, the Murray contract, did that strike you as just it, fantastical? I mean, unbelievable. It's, it's really hard to believe that you're making your highest paid player in the most important position on the field, you have to make him um, pinky swear to sit down and look at his iPad without opening up Twitter.
4: What I, uh, am I hearing that he's some kind of uh, video game addict?
2: Yes. there was. A, I just was a... wonder
4: if he's, I just wonder if they're going to, you know, give him one of those, you know, leapfrog leap pad things so that he <laughs> can, uh, so that he can, you know, study film on that instead of, uh, is he, is it sports games? Is it, you know, turn-based strategy games? I suppose we should find out.
2: There was actually a statistic that I saw uh, again on social media over, over the past few days. And it probably more has more to do with uh, the wear and tear he takes as a smaller player, but the the date when call of duty is released, his statistics, (laughs) his statistics fall off the cliff like drew Bledsoe (laughs) in December and January. Sorry to step on you there. Oh
4: no, no. If you did the, uh, if you did the research, I feel like, you know, Billy Joe Hobart here.
2: (laughs) There's a callback right there. Another Buffalo Bills callback. Uh, It was no J.P. Lossman. Lossman, the the appropriately named J.P. Lossman. For those of you who don't remember, Billy Joe Hobart entered the game in relief uh, for the Bills against the Patriots in the 90s, stunk up the old Foxborough Stadium, then admitted that he didn't think he was going to play and didn't study the game plan during the week, so... We get we give the Billy the first annual Billy Joe Hobart award to Kyler Murray good luck Arizona
4: I guess he's just gonna you know break it up and only uh, only he only has to only has to you know watch film for uh, a four half hour a day so. a half hour that's what comes down to a half hour a day right
2: I'm pretty confident that somebody like Brady even Mac Jones if they're doing their four, they're putting in four hours daily never mind of independent study. <laughs> Never mind four hours a week. Good God.
4: Oh, sure. But it must be, that must be a great sign that
2: they had to put that clause into the contract. Do you think before they they slid the contract over on the table to Kyler, he goes, nights, weekends, whatever it takes, just <laughs> ship the guaranteed money for Christ's sake? Oh, God. I just, Max, to, to paraphrase some friends of ours, Scott Tully, Mac is going to own this year and it's going to be so good. Devontae Parker is going to be Jerry Rice. Kendrick Bourne is going to be Wes Welker and uh, John U. Smith's going to become Ben Coates' uh, reincarnated cross with Curtis Martin. Skartsy? That the would Red be acceptable. Skartsy, the Red Sox. Uh, are you renewing your Red Sox Nation card?
4: Uh, I was, I'm starting to think that it was a good thing that I wasn't able to get any of my Sox packs tickets this year. <laughs> I would have really liked to have gone to those four games. 81-81 uh, and 81 is still in play, so we got that working out for us maybe maybe they uh, can just uh, retire the you know the home whites and just wear the uh yellow the yellow tops for the uh, rest of the season see if that
2: uh, changes their luck at all why don't but they so- make the whole plane out of the yellow marathon uniforms <laughs> it's 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 really it, you know i would like to use the sound effects from uh, uh, trading places sell 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 I mean, if, if you're not going to hold on to... Uh, listen, I can understand not holding on to Bogarts. Um, getting rid of, of Devers when he can slide across the diamond to first base and his bat still be formidable is, to me, is unforgivable. Bogarts isn't a, a top-tier defensive shortstop. In a perfect world, Bogarts goes one spot to his left. They throw Devers across the diamond. They deal Martinez uh, for help next year to a contender. You know They're, they're really not that far away. But Chris, Chris Sale, just so you know... Chris Sale is itching to get back at out there and Adam, so we can help the club.
0: You said it wrong. It's the, the correct phraseology is 81 and 81. Here we come.
2: Oh,
4: exactly. <laughs> You've got to, you know, attention must be paid.
2: Another old, old goofball board callback. I want to do a really quick NBA finals, <laughs> post modem, modem with you, Dan. Uh, we were both very disappointed in the results of the finals. I think with the benefit of hindsight, that we can see that the Celtics probably lost to a better team. They certainly lost to a team with more reps in that arena. I would argue that Jason Tatum was probably really hurt in that series, but uh, it was very frustrating the way that series ended. Uh, No games in that, in that entire series were decided by single digits. Everything was double digits and more put aside the Kevin, the Kevin Durant stuff for a second. Um, they got Brogdon for Neesmith Tice filler in the 2023 number one, when they step on the floor in October uh, to defend the Eastern conference title, as it were, are they a better team than walked off the court in game six in the finals?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they addressed the biggest, uh, the glaring need that they had in the finals. They, they lost all that, that their, their bench fell apart. And you can see that in the the minutes going up at the end and, everybody was spent that that was still on the, on the court. They just didn't have the bench support for the rest of that series.
2: Do you think that Brogdon on the roster, Brogdon's a good player when he's healthy. I don't think anyone would dispute that. Um, One of white smart Brogdon, would you argue that's a redundant position? Do you want to keep those guys because Brogdon has a history of injury?
0: Say that again. I'm, I'm, I'm missing
2: Brogdon. White and Smart are all ostensibly can play the same position. They're very, uh, you know, good defenders. Uh, they're on or on, they're on ball guards for the most part. Um, do you think they're those guys are redundant? Are they are they putting themselves in position to make a trade like what's been rumored for Durant? Like they did with Schroeder oh, wow. last year, Schroeder with and Josh Richardson
0: last year. I don't think so. I, th- I think they want that redundancy. I think they want that ability to have the two of those guys on the court at different times.
2: Okay, fair enough. Um, Scardsi, uh, just from the view from thirty thousand feet, would you do the? Would you do a Durant deal, or do you think there's just too much involved with him? He's been injury prone. Uh, what's just your gut reaction to adding Durant uh, with Jalen Brown as the centerpiece?
4: I would be okay with doing that. I'm, I'm a big uh, fan of shaking things up every now and again. So, so that it, uh, there's no, uh, there's no particularly logical reason for why I'd go go with that it's just a uh, it's just all you know it's all feelings so uh so I I can't uh I can't give you any more than that
2: that's fair enough I was I was trying to think when I was uh you know driving back to the house today about teams that got that close in the you know in my lifetime, I can think of the Sixers lost in the finals to the Lakers in '82. They added Moses Malone, who was the MVP, and they won the title the next year. The '88 Pistons or the '87 Pistons lost to the Celtics. The '88 Pistons lost in the finals to the Lakers. They go out the next year. They trade uh, Adrian Dantley for Mark Aguirre, and then they win the next two titles. Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, there's not a lot of times teams that come that close can actually swing a trade of that magnitude, Dan. So I guess I would af- ask you, would you trade potentially? Now, Jalen Brown has two years left on his on his deal. Um, he hasn't asked for a trade. There's been speculation that he'll want out. But do you trade? Durant's 34. Brown's going to be 26. Do you trade Brown as a centerpiece for a deal for a 34-year-old guy with a Achilles injury in his past, Who's missed a lot of time, albeit he averaged huge minutes, including 46 minutes a game against the Celtics in four games in round one. He carried the Nets to a playoff berth um, late in the season. I mean, is that a trade you're inclined to make?
0: It's it's so close. I, I Durant's mercenary nature scares me because um, I, I feel like it's a temporary thing till he finds another destination to go to. Now, his contract,
2: he'd... his contract has no opt outs for the next four years, but it didn't stop him from, as you said, demanding or suggesting he'd like to get out of Brooklyn.
0: Right, right. But you know, you don't, you don't know the same thing with with Brown either. I mean, Durant is such, he's such a superstar player. He really is a transcendent type of player. I, I don't. What? How much are Brown? and Tatum going to grow? What, what is the, that, I think maybe that's the real question. I I, it's, there is something special about winning something when it's all homegrown as opposed to uh, bringing in the mercenaries, bringing in the, uh, the people for hire.
2: Has Jalen hit his Mac Jones ceiling? (laughs) It all comes back to football, Danny. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's, I would think I mean, I kind of love the idea. You know, if we had this podcast in 2007, you know, we'd, we'd probably be debating, like, can we really include Al Jefferson in a trade for <laughs> Kevin Garnett? We'd probably be right. doing some bullshit like that. And maybe I'm overvaluing Marcus Smart because he is, I love the way the guy plays. And I think that he is the, the, the personality and that he is the driving force in that basketball team. But how long is that going to be? Do you want to hold the swapping Derek White uh, out of that trade and putting Marcus in. Does that make you worse next year? Probably not. And I kind of mm. love the idea, Scartelli. I love the idea of the Celtics going small with Durant, a legitimate seven-footer, by the way, with Durant playing the five and, and Tatum playing the four and then filling in with those those uh, smaller guards. You know, maybe Pritchard can shoot in the two defensive aces on there. What do you think, Scartelli?
4: That uh, That does seem like a, a viable plan.
2: Well, he's not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. There, I haven't used that line in six
4: months. I, so. There we go. I, I set you up for that <laughs> yeah. with my uh, terse answer.
0: Do you think there's anything to the notion of a team that gets there now can make that next step? You know, they've, they've, they were in the, the conference finals and the conference finals, and then they, they made that next step into the, into the finals. Do you well, think let me you...
2: throw it back at you. Do you think that this was them getting to the finals and getting two wins from the title this year? Is that because a matter of their development and them getting better? Yes, to a degree. They also took advantage of some circumstances with Milwaukee getting hurt. Um, But at the same time, they beat a very talented on paper Brooklyn team. They beat the defending champs with probably the best player in the world and then withstood a seven-game gauntlet against Miami, and they were exhausted and banged up when they lost to an experienced, fantastic Golden State team in the finals. I think the answer to both questions is yes. I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't know if there is a wrong answer regarding keeping Brown and kind of weighing, is he hurt? You know, is he a millennial in a ways that, you know, us older guys can't understand. It's like, it's a part of the business Your name being in trade talks. And I'm sure if Red Arback was alive today, I'm sure Red Arback had to feel questions in the seventies with Cowens and, and those guys in that era. I just, I don't know. I just, I skew a little bit towards that I want Durant and I'd like to go for the short-term gratification because you can always fill in around with buyouts and that sort of thing um, around the edges of the roster. But I don't think there is a bad deal. I don't think there's a bad direction to be had. I just don't want them to give up endless picks the way that uh, the Timberwolves gave up to get a very, very questionable piece in Rudy Gobert. Do you agree there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They gave up a ton. For a, for, a, for, a, for a very short window. Yeah, I just don't know where the nets go. Um, I would- going back, going back to what you just you were speculating on. Um, yes, if it were something where they were putting together a package of, of Brown and, and, and Smart, yes, picking up Brogdon would allow them to do just that and, and not feel as much of a, of a hit, if that's, that's the case. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm torn both ways because he really is that that good of a player, despite the age, despite the injuries.
2: And door number um, three could be the answer, Dan, like, as I mentioned or alluded to a little bit earlier, they could hold on to those assets, see how they play the, the in October, November and December, and then have those pieces to trade to fill in what holes they have. maybe, maybe they need another big man to supplement Rob Williams, maybe Horford takes a step back in his play. There's all there's always other variables and I and I think that I in a, the short time that Ch, uh, Stevens has been the executive I think that he's been able to to make the right moves and and, and push the right buttons and yeah. Eme done a good job kind of filling that in um, you know Eme Udoka spent a season in Brooklyn as a uh, an assistant coach so maybe there's in, in in there with Durant I mean who knows I'm just glad that uh, Miami can't empty the the coffers yeah. for Durant including Adebayo, because do the the, the, the ridiculous amount of nba rules you can't have uh, extended rookie con- max rookie contract guys on the same roster at a bio in miami and brooklyn already has
0: simmons by the so way going amazing. back to something else you said I, I don't put much stock into the milwaukee getting hurt uh story just because had rob williams not gotten hurt prior to that, how much easier of a time would they have had the tail end of that season and and through the playoffs? They had to, they had to play two really tough series before getting to the finals.
2: Yeah. They won game six on the road, down three to two in Milwaukee. And they won game seven on the road after losing game six in Boston against Miami. I think that those reps count. Um, I, again, I, the department of redundancy department. I don't think there's any bad choice in the off season regarding holding on to De Brown as a really key piece of a team that just made the finals, nor, you know, you certainly can't dismiss out of hand adding someone who is apparently in the MVP discussion, uh, who might be able to, you know, I think he would fit in pretty seamlessly. He certainly did. So, uh, when he was with the Warriors, um, I just want to give you guys a a brief Seattle weather forecast. The weekend, the high is going to be in the 90s. Um, You're going to want to wear your suntan lotion for those of you in the Pacific Northwest. Sunblock, make sure you have it on. Next week, uh, the Ironhead vacation. Highs are going to be in the 70s, uh, between 74 and 78. Sunshine daily, maybe a bit of clouds later in the week. Uh, Chambers Bay, here I come. 8 and 8, or 81 and 81, here come the Red Sox. Chambers Bay, here I come uh dan you want to uh close it, close out the uh your part of the pod
0: um the only th- no real final thought i just was thinking of something that that Scarsy brought up in in the his latest column about the tampa bay uh of hymns yes and it, and all these guys as if I, i'm wondering how the tampa fans are taking this as as if they're bringing all these people as if it were still 2016
2: well how did the titans fans feel when they traded you know hydro i think they traded a two to get jones last year at least they're picking him up, up the scrap of, I love the hurt of him time of year. I really do. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing I like better than, than these, these retreads coming on these teams that, you know, it's. Uh, the same guys who are the Patriots that signed. And then they quit after running the, their first gasser in training camp, the O lineman, du jour, the wide receiver that would uh, hang up the cleats at the end of the first week of practices. Uh, Scartelli good sports junk draw today. Uh, Dan's a Patriots daily Scartelli. Do you have any non-final thought?
4: I did have a tight uh, 14 minutes about uh, Iron Eagle 2, but I'll save that for some future <laughs> uh,
2: date. You, Dan, you saw Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Uh, you, you want to give a 30-second a, a review? Oh,
0: God. Uh, it was great, actually. That's the best best movie I've seen this summer.
2: Mike um, on Route 1, right again. Entitledtown at gmail.com. Hey, hey, Vinny, they're back in camp. Fire up the old Univac. Send out some emails. Uh, other friends of ours. Uh, we're going to be back. Uh, we're going to be back uh, more regularly going on. There's going to be a lot of immediacy uh, and hot takes to call out and camp's coming. The preseason games here. We can uh, we can mock those who overreact because that's why I exist. Uh, thank you for listening. Download, rate, and skewer on the interwebs. And Alan, always, that kid sucks.
0: And we're going to stay positive all the way through and if you think i'm going to uh, succumb to negativity you're wrong you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team
3: look out to miss lottie lenya and old lucy brown yes that line. Light-